don't push. Listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine tonight? What the hell is that up here? Yeah, that's what I'm talking coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. It's Corso and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And I'm joined, as always, by Mark Catone. And your calls and chats, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. And our producer director, Joe Guarneri, has got us up on the chat right now, live on YouTube. So we want to hear from you, uh, hear your thoughts, everything to do in New England sports, and everything's on the table. And, Mark, we got a ton to get to um, tonight. And, I mean, the story that's all over New England right now is what the hell is happening with the Boston Celtics? So I give it to you, Mark. What the hell is happening to the Boston Celtics right now? Well, I think it's a variety of things, Chris. I don't. I just they seem like they're an unmotivated team. I think without Marcus Smart, they're a little soft, right? They don't have that edge and that toughness to them, and they don't have a guy on the other anyone else on the roster. I don't think that can bring that. And I think there's been games this year, especially recently, where it seems Tatum has lost interest, like in the middle of a game, like you know, third, fourth quarter. He's just like. MIA, I mean, they're behind. He's kind of out of it a little bit. He's not really in the the flow of the game. The roster, listen, the roster has to be shaken up. They have to shake that roster up. You're not going anywhere with what they presently have. And you're not going anywhere with just Tatum and Brown going forward. Two guys aren't going to, unless, I mean, yeah, you got LeBron and and Davis, but those are the two, you know, they're superstars. I mean, Brown and Tatum just aren't at that level yet. So you're going to have to add another cog to this team. And, and Ainge just sits on his hands and doesn't pull the trigger on anything. At some point, you're going to pull the trigger, Chris, because you only have these two guys for a window of time at peak performance, and then they start to slide. So I don't know what he's waiting for. Yeah, you know, and, and, and they're going to need to get paid again at some point, too. Yeah, of course. So, of course. You know, look, we'll, we'll take it back to these two guys and Brown. I mean, I'll say this. Brown, Brown seems to be the only guy that's – that's sort of playing hard every night. That's that's bringing it, you know. And so the question I have, look, Mark, they lost. They lost to the two worst teams in the Eastern Conference, back to back, on Friday and what? Horrible, Sunday? Chris. Horrible. Yeah. So it's bad enough you lose to Detroit, okay, looking as they did, but then to follow it up against Washington, and you know, completely look disinterested. They, they looked worse against Washington than Detroit. Yeah, they really did. They were disinterested. They just didn't want to hear it. Tatum, I mean, it looked like it looked like he kind of shut down and yeah, you know, like you say, some somewhere somewhere in that game, he just he looked terrible. He looked like now people could say, well, you know, these guys are playing, um, you know, a lot of games in a short period of time. These guys are 20, 21, 22. I mean, you know, you can't tell me they don't have their legs that they're tired and that and you know. And, and and so I want to ask, whose fault is this? Who who gets the blame for that lack of energy, that lack of enthusiasm, that lack of push? I mean, who's getting the blame for that? Is it Stevens? Is it Ainge? Well, well, I'm going to read you an interesting quote that Ainge was on um, one of the local channels. To the small, he does a, well, a show. Well, while you're finding that, okay, and, and mean, it's interesting you bring that up, Chris, because. 
he gets that, um, he kind of gets into it. He says, um, Ainge says, there are things I could have done better, in, in meaning in preparation for the season. But I'm not going to mention names. I'll take this responsibility. This is a team that was put together by me, and we're not playing with enough consistency and urgency. And it's my job to look to see what we can do to improve the team. But that's always much harder than improving from within. So it, my take on that quote is, Chris, he's not getting rid of Stevens. Well, you know, look, look, and he also said, he also said, and I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was over the weekend. He also says, just changing faces doesn't always change things, Ainge said, but it may have to come to that. No, but he, but it, see, the, the thing about Ainge is, is, is he contradicts himself sometimes within, yeah. within the same interview. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and so th this guy, first he has, first he says, you know, the energy level, the enthusiasm, you know, the effort, I think he called it effort. I think he said the effort just isn't there right now. And we all have to look at ourselves and the players need to look at. It's a player problem. Players need to provide the effort. They need to provide the enthusiasm. This is not, not and he flat out said, this is not a Brad Steve. This is not a Stevens issue. This yeah, is not a, he loves, he loves Stevens. He loves him. What the hell does that mean? I, NBA players, Philadelphia was a mess. On the whoever that coach, I don't even remember the name of the damn coach from last year and the year before. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But he was a mess. He lost the entire. They were team. a mess that team. And Bede wouldn't play. He wouldn't try. He wouldn't do anything. You know, he wouldn't wouldn't bring it to the table every night like he's doing this year. Well, all of a sudden, you 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 bring in Doc Rivers, right? And so now, all of a sudden, that infusion of authority and trust or or credibility, I guess the best word would be credibility in a coach. Now, all of a sudden, the Sixers are playing out of their skin. Everybody's playing well, Simmons, you know, Embiid, everybody's trying hard. They're team players. They, you know, they, the, the assists are up. So, so, then, so then I bring it back to Boston now, and I say to myself, okay, have they tuned out Stevens? Well, listen, he was supposedly a player's coach. The, the players love playing for him. Now, all of a sudden, you got to question that, right? It's almost like the Pete Carroll syndrome. You know, they love playing for him until there was a mutiny, and all of a sudden, the, the, the Seattle, everybody wanted out of there, right? Uh, after they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots. So, I mean, I don't know what, what it is, Chris. It's something you got to have to listen. So, my question is this, though, as we're going oh, wait, down wait this a path. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, go, going back, though. Yeah, but going back, like, like okay. So, you said, Angel's saying what he's saying, but he's saying you can put it on me for not getting the right guys. However, yeah. you know, I love people that do that crap too. Don't you love people that own something, but sort it, but then go back on it. Hey, look, you know, it's my fault. I did this, but, but I did it because that, that, that thing, you know, yeah. you either, you're either wrong for it or you're not. I mean, what, you know, what is it? So he comes out and says that what you just, you just read about, I got to get more people around there. It's my fault that I have it. However, it's not easy to do. No. It's tough to do. It's not easy. It's babbling blind. You know, where the hell is this guy? Come? So he's a, he's, he's a mess in his own right. As far as his, what's coming out of his mouth. You rather and Chris, the last few years, I think he's become a mess. I mean, yeah, he got Tatum and Brown and he had all those damn draft picks and, and he didn't want to make a move. He wanted to keep them. And, and like the last two or three years, Chris, I think he's really mismanaged the opportunity that was in front of the Celtics. I, I don't think he's done a good job getting he got Tatum and Brown great. And then from then on, I, I think there's been a lot of mismanagement by Ainge. Yeah. 
and, and 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 you know some people will say that he butchered the um the Cleveland situation with uh Gordon Hayward and say well I mean th- there's arguments back and forth to say well he butchered that situation he uh, could have well, he, he could have had he should have pulled that trigger he should have done this or should have done well, that Well he's got well he let Hayward go but he he his his saving grace is he got the 28 million dollar um trade yeah, exemption yeah, okay. So so you got this. But I don't know what you're gonna do with it. I mean you're gonna have to give pull up a trigger. Something. You're gonna have you to give up something, but you're gonna have to pull a trigger too. He doesn't you, never seems to want to pull the trigger, Chris. You you got this, you have this trade exemption that you you know, you're not sure if it's ever gonna be used. And by the way, that trading that has to be used early, early on after the season next, ends. Next next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's 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 what So it'll get him through the summer though, Chris. I think so he the summer typically is when there's moves in the NBA, right? So it'll get him through the summer, I think. I think it's earlier than that. I think it's is very it? early on yeah, yeah, when the season it. ends that they got to use that. It is, but I thought because of the pandemic and because of the re, the new They're timeline extend. for everything that I thought they said it was going to be extended to like after free agency and all that nonsense so he could make deals. But listen, <laughs> it, it doesn't... Listen, at this point though, Chris, it's, it's that other thing where... Everybody in the, you have no more leverage. So now everybody no. in the league knows you're sitting with that exemption. And if you don't use it by a certain deadline, you lose it. So they're gonna they're gonna really put the na- nails and the screws to us and say, hey, yeah, you want this guy? We want A, B, C, and D. You don't want to make the deal, who cares? You don't want to lose your trade exemption. So Ainge is really kind of screwed. And, He's you know. And that's what happened with with the Cleveland situation. What they wanted to give, Ainge didn't quite want it. I mean, you know, you pulled the trigger there. And and and, and and I'm, I don't want I'm not letting Stevens off the hook here. Listen, Chris, I mean, this guy comes Chris, out at his press conference on Sunday and says, well, what do you want me to do? You know, I can't play Brown or Tatum 48. Oh, something like my kids, my kid, this guy, like my kids, my kids want to see Brown and Tatum play more, but I can't play him for 48. Who gives a hell? Who cares about what your kids want? What are you even talking about? Run right him now? to the ground. Run him to the ground. Your team is 13 and 13, five batting 500 right now. Okay. And you're talking about, well, I don't want to push him too hard. I want to push him. Look, Jason Tatum at the 714 mark in the third quarter in the Washington he game checked out. completely quit. He checked okay, out. Okay, he wasn't getting back on D. So so the question is, Was is that, that because his? he played too many minutes the game before? Is that his fault? I don't know, Mark. I mean, is that his fault? Is Tatum the guy we think he is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I mean, is he the guy we think he is? Is he going to be a top five player? Because that's how they started the season. Side of the season with him looking like well, if he's, he's not a top, top five, five player, player, then you're gonna you're you're nowhere near where you think you are if he's not gonna be a top five player because that's what they they keep projecting him to be, right? That you can win a championship if he becomes a top five player. Well, he wants to be Kobe. He wants to be Kobe. Um, he's not he, Kobe. he ain't anything he's like Kobe right he's now. Not, he's not Kobe. The work ethic, the aggression. See, the problem I have with Tatum that I've always had with Tatum since he since he started, and I will I always chalk this up to youth to the fact that he's young and this will kick in. He doesn't seem to be very aggressive. He doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. But Chris, mentality. can I tell you something? The great ones, the, the Kobe's, they had that at 18. Kobe, they have they got that at 18, 19 years old. They got that aggressiveness that you're talking about. That's why they called them the black mamba, right? So 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 Tatum's never he just doesn't seem to have that in him, Chris. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. I don't know if that's something you can learn. I think that's an it, intrinsic that you have it. Like like our buddy, Mr. Brady, Tom Brady, w- w- was drafted. And he tells Kraft, I'm the greatest decision this organization ever made. He was a nobody. And yeah. he told Kraft that. Yeah. 
That's confidence. That that's the kind of that's the kind of mentality that you want. And, and look, Washburn said uh, the other day they're not a team that can handle physical. Is that no. true or not? Well, it looks it doesn't it look it, Chris? But I thought oh. that's what they brought Tristan Thompson for. He's a Man, he, he's he, another waste. That's a bust. That's a that seems to be a bust deal. right there. The that, the draft. Uh, what's his name? They drafted is a disaster too. Um, that they were relying on that 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 that, that guy. And I gotta pull up the roster. Maybe Joe can can pull it up. But the kid they drafted that they were all high on, not Pritchard, the other one. The kid and Nesmith, the kid Nesmith, from, the, the other kid from Vanderbilt, the shooter. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's that they, not, that they were high on him, and he he's not. Listen, the guy I said that I right wanted, now. and I think we took Nesmith before him because you know me, Chris. I love college basketball. Yeah. And the guy, the guy yeah. that the guy that, that Providence I wanted, is on right now. I'm watching I see your it shirt. right now. I see your shirt right there. I'm watching. You know? That's why we were late tonight. That's why yeah. we came on late tonight. Yeah. Mark was caught watching this game over here, Providence UConn. You know, you go uh. caught right up to that, and it looks like Providence is down about yeah, six we're points. Yeah, we're down. Listen, but Chris, I love the kid that scored thirty points the other night against us for Detroit, Sadiq Bay, and we don't take Bay. We we take this kid Nesmith, who I didn't. I wasn't high on him when we dropped him. I didn't yeah. like the pick, and the kid hasn't showed me anything, and I didn't think the kid would show anything. I wasn't impressed with the pick. Yeah. So, okay, so how do they get better, Mark? Because, look, there's no more, like you well, say, Chris, there's no more lottery picks, but there's Chris, no more listen, money. I there's think no it's, it, you brought this up two weeks ago about the, 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 the um, deal with Houston for Harden. Ainge, like, it seemed like he could have made that deal for Harden, and he wouldn't pull the trigger. Well, okay, what are you going to give up? You're going to give up five number ones in smart? Who cares? Give it what up. are the number? What are those numbers after after pick three, four? What the in hell the are NBA, those things? What do they mean? Nothing in the NBA, Chris. Unless you get lucky, it's it's a useless pick. Useless. I mean, you could go back. You could go back to those Celtics pick. You can go back to a lot of different teams' picks that go basically six on, and they're they those are guys that just no. fizzled out, never played, never saw time, couldn't get out of G League. You know, like the, the guys like that that just. They just can't produce for you. And so unless I, you're picking in yeah. the top three, like you say. And what, what I told you two weeks ago, Chris, I think is going to come to fruition. I told you Brooklyn's going to, man, going to roll. Brooklyn's going to roll, Chris. It seems like they, they, they have at least, what they figured it out for a year saying, well, listen. they bought in. I don't think it's bought, anything to do with Nash. No, I think they've, no, no, but I'm saying they brought Harden in and we wondered whether Harden, Irving, and, and Durant could play together, but they bought in and I think they made a deal with each other. Listen, We'll put up. We'll do this for a year. A year from now, it might be a goddamn explosion down here. But for a year, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and they're gonna win a championship. Nobody's gonna beat that team, Chris. No one's gonna beat them. Well, okay. So the apologists for for the Celtics will say this to you because you know how many game how many games so far they've played? What uh, twenty six games so far? Because I mean, you're far enough along in this season. Where you understand you you you're enough along where you should understand the makeup of your team now. Oh, positively, okay? they are what so, they are right now. But I will say this, and other people have said this. How many games have Brown, Tatum, Kemba, and Smart played in together? I don't know, maybe two, three, six. Six. I, I didn't even think it was six. Six total games that those I even, guys I even have think been on six. the floor at the same time. Yeah. So okay. So, so what are you saying that maybe once Smart comes back, you get Kemba Walker on the, you know, you get Tatum out there, you get Brown out there, and now all of a sudden it starts clicking. I mean, look, is Smart 
that important to this team? Because I told you, the Boston media pisses me off sometimes. Because again, they were they were contradicting. They're back and forth. First he's first he's a guy who's selfish to take shots that he shouldn't take. That it should be in Brown and Tatum's hands, you know. And he's and, he, and, and Pritchard makes that that uh, that putback to win the game and smart bitching and complaining at the officials. Blah blah blah. You know, get rid of him, trade him, whatever. Then he goes out for two three weeks, and it's like. What the hell are we going to do without his defensive presence? What are we going to do about his tenacity, his leadership, that kind of captainship on that you would have on the team? Because right now, Mark, there is no leadership on this team. Kemba's quiet. Tatum's quiet. The They're roster, all quiet guys. You know, the roster needs to be shaken up, and I don't know what that means, and I don't know what that looks like. But something, I mean, just bringing, just trading oh, at, at three number ones and, 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 and whatever, bringing in somebody with that trade exemption, isn't going to be that elite player, I don't think. It isn't going to be that James Harden type of player. So I'll, I'll ask this question, Chris. Which they could have. Which they could which have they had. Which they could have, but it's, that, that ship has sailed. So so here's my question. Yeah. If we think Brooklyn is not is is, is unbeatable and they're going, to win, they're going to sweep the East, how much do you actually give up? Because if this is a wasted year for you, what do you do? But then on the other hand... Do you use the $28 million exemption in the summer before the deadline hits? You have to. I want to say the deadline is the beginning of the year, but but I'm saying, do you wait until the summer and make your moves over the summer and just ride it out with this team for the rest of the year, knowing we're never going to be Brooklyn anyways, so let's do something bigger over the summer and ride it out with these guys? Well, yeah, because you can't... You, what do you do? The, the problem is similar to the Patriots, where... You, you know, you're sitting in the middle there. You're not, you know, you, 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 right now they're 513 and 13, but they're not Washington who sucks and Detroit who sucks, who these teams that you know are going to be lottery teams, you're not going to be that bad. I well, mean, I'm you, not you, talking draft picks, though, Chris. I'm talking about trading trading people over the summer, getting rid of a smart, maybe throwing other people into the deal, getting rid of number one picks and using your trade exemption. And, and over the summer, you make a big deal to try to bring in another guy to play with Brown and Tatum. It ain't going to happen this year. Play the string out. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, listen, I'm not I, even talking for draft picks. I'm I, just talking you're never going to be Brooklyn anyway. So make a bigger deal over the summer and start fresh next year with Brown, Tatum, and whoever else you bring in. And, okay, maybe next year you can do something. Because this year it doesn't look like it's happening. Anyway, Chris, that's, and that's, I, guess that's my, I guess that's my question. Well, that's a, and that's if guys want to come to Boston, even even if they want to come to Boston, because again, yeah. Yeah. Mark, you, we may be on the road, and nobody wants to say this, okay? But we may not, you know, people kept talking about they're going to want Brown, they're going to want Brown, they're going to want Brown in a deal, any type of deal. We may be on the road to Tatum yeah. getting traded. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, look, if, if this keeps up and there's no, there's no flipping of the switch, we may be on the road to Tatum going somewhere. And now, if something like that happens. Everything you've done with all those picks, with all, those, with all that money, everything you've done basically gets flushed down the toilet and you're starting over again now. Yeah, Ainge, but, won't, get, Ainge won't get rid of Tatum. No, nah, he won't. He'll keep Tatum and Brown together. But, Mark, there's He's a couple of guys. going to keep them together. And then we're going to get the break. But there's a couple of guys that, that right now the league is a little – the play. I don't know if you heard uh, – is it uh, Draymond Green today? Um, talking about yeah, I heard that. he doesn't like the fact. Wake up, Mark. Come on, wake up. Wake up. It. Come on. Providence isn't going to be too bad. Ah, it down six. <laughs> but listen, he comes out and says today that he, he's pissed off because he doesn't like the way these teams, you know, that, that, that ownership and teams are treating their players, the players right now, because players should 
be okay telling them, hey, I don't want to play for you anymore. I want to go somewhere, somewhere else. And then you go and sit them on the bench. I'm talking about now Drummond for Cleveland Drummond, yeah. and Griffin for Detroit. Detroit yeah. Those two guys were basically benched because they're going to be traded. Who, by the way, I think, I think Boston should be in the game on one or two of these guys. Like I Drummond. Think, I, think, I, think, I think Griffin's wa- is an old man. He's washed up. He's, he's on the downside. Well, then, you know, Drummond, I think. Could, I, Drummond, I'm going to tell think you why. He's 17 a game. He's, yeah, but he's, if, he's, if, if I want – right now, I would go after the other kid from Detroit, the kid Grant. Okay, the kid Grant, I'd go after the forward. He's like six nine and a half, six ten. He 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 can play the position that they need. He can play that other position, that four position. And the other guy I like, Chris, is the kid from Orlando, um, Aaron Gordon. I think would be a real good fit here. Yeah, Drummond, I guess. Blake Griffin, I absolutely don't want Blake Griffin. Well, I mean, Drummond, Drummond, you know, Tristan Thompson isn't doing anything. No, he's not. Okay, Drummond's but averaging Drummond's seventeen good, a game. If you get it to get Drummond, Chris, you're gonna have to un- unload salary, though. You're gonna have to get rid of some other people. Yeah. You know where I think the kid Grant from Detroit, who I like, he's young, and and I even think Aaron Gordon. You may not have to get rid of anybody. You could just give up picks in your trade exemption, and you could bring him in to fit within the cap space. I just don't listen. I I, I just don't know how, how willing Ainge is to get rid of bodies. Quick, Mark, quick. What do you think about that whole look for, for these teams that are benching their guys and, and getting ready to, uh, to trade them? And what, do you th- what do you think about that? What do you think about players basically signing a deal and then basically saying, no, nah, I want out of here? Well, listen, LeBron started all this with these, the, the players' movement around. Yeah, but he power. was going year to year, though. No, he was going year to year, but the power in the NBA has shifted to the players. That happened a couple of years ago, Chris. It's not like some of these other sports. So so they can they, they ask, they request trades, and they, they, they do it. And listen, they've been brokering deals. I mean, Durant knew he was going with Irving before he became a free agent, right? They, they, they broker deals, these guys in the NBA. The NBA is like no other sport. We talked about that yeah, last yeah. week, Chris. When there's we were talking collusion about Brady. All over there's the collusion place. all over the NBA. The NBA is crazy. But yeah. that, I don't believe, Chris, that the owners allow it. Yeah. Look, to me, it goes a little deeper than just the, the, the optics of saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bench this guy because we're getting ready to trade him, you know? Um, you know, and that and that's not fair to the player. I mean, fine. You want to let him sit home while you're doing that fine. So no, you don't but Chris, what's wrong? Well, as an owner, as an owner, as an owner, I'm protecting my financial interest because if you if I put you out there tonight and I'm working a deal for you and you go blow a knee out and now I cost myself the deal, you know what? Hey, listen. You still get paid. You still get paid. I mean, come right. on, you know, I mean green Draymond Green likes to run his mouth sometimes too. Like you can't have it both ways, right? They want right. to have it both ways, right? Well, and you know, thing, his thing was, well, they chastised Harden for 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 for, for not giving it a hundred percent towards the end with Houston, but he was on the court, you know. And I, you know, whatever. Hey, look, Mark. The, in the la- in the last point, because Joe's screaming at me right now. The last point I'll make, okay, is this: it isn't just about the the one guy. It's about uh, how about the other players that decided to sign with that team or decided to do something and come to that team based on the, the personnel that they had. Now, all of a sudden, like like Watson in, in Houston, now all of a sudden, I signed the deal, I want out. Well, what about those other guys that signed deals based on you and what you were doing? Mark, something to think about, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Well, J.J. Watt got himself released. Yeah, we'll talk about that next. And when we come back, okay, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a little bit of the Patriots, their quarterback situation. We'll get to the Bruins. We'll get to the Red Sox. 30 seconds, right back. 
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. And Mark, listen, I got to tell you something that's annoying the hell out of me right now. All I can hear all day long are these birds chirping all day outside of my window, all day long. And so I'm trying to figure out what the hell, why am I hearing that all of a sudden? Okay, so the way the way my house is situated, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of uh, land between each house. But I mean, I have neighbors. Right. But it's that desert landscape. So it's not like huge booming mm. trees like where you are. Okay, so today I noticed the neighbor throwing bird seed over their fence, feeding the damn birds, Mark, like they're over at the like they're down at the uh, the, 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 the lake feeding the ducks. Okay, and next thing all I hear is beep, 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 all day in my ear, and that's that's what I can hear right now. It's driving me nuts, Mark. It's driving me crazy. And you know what? What? what You're what's crazy also, enough. It's I mean, birds You know what? I thought that. I said to myself, Jesus, maybe the birds are in my head. Maybe they're in my head, Mark. You know what I mean? But what's also driving me crazy is the question of what the hell are the Patriots going to do a quarterback? next season and look i mean it's, it's a football season's over but we told you people we told you people we're we're we're, we're always going to be talking about football's on the table 365 months, that's yet. it that's it 365 days a year that's what it is that's how the league is is, is that's how the league is managed it, it's just a great league it's it's great to watch but mark what are they what does this team do right now what are they going to do with quarterback because some people are talking about mac jones at at you know in the draft they're talking about the draft saying you know do you take a mac jones at 15 which i, I am dead against doing doing that at that at that number okay at that um point in the draft but mark you take a guy like that there i mean i could see him going i, I don't care if they move around in the second round to get him and try to come up a little bit but yeah, his, his, stock 15, has, his stock has risen chris he won't make it to the second round i don't want him at 15 don't get me wrong i don't want him at 15 but he won't make it to the second round either. Well, but, I'm shocked. I, and I don't want him at 15. Well, this this is what goes. See, this is this is why you're all gonna have to tune in to our draft show, our free agency show, because not then you're gonna learn something. Okay, because here's here's what people aren't thinking about with Mac Jones. Mark, he was throwing to three, two top, top uh first round receivers and maybe even top 15 receivers two of them and the yeah, other one is going to be drafted as well not to yeah. mention a pro offensive line okay, nfl running back and an nfl running back so how good did he really need to be anyway i mean honestly how good because there were times in the in the season we you know he was okay I mean, there were times during the season i questioned his arm strength yes right. he threw the yes yeah, he I threw the too. ball up and, and made the deep throw but some of those throws that you need to make on a rope, on a line, you know, NFL-type throws to the sidelines in, in, in a scene, 
he I questioned his arm strength to make some of those throws at certain points during the season. Is he gonna he's gonna come up to New England in 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 our weather conditions? You know, it's been it's been cold, snowy, windy for the last eight weeks up here, six weeks. What's he gonna do in a, in, in December in a playoff game when it's when it's you know zero out and the wind's blowing and it's snowing? I just don't see. I don't know. I just don't and, see him as a fit here. I think he's more of a guy that would flourish maybe in warm weather, maybe in a dome. He reminds me of a Kirk Cousins, Chris. Kirk Cousins isn't a top 15 quarterback in a pick. He was not, not someone that should have ever been taken that high. He wasn't, no, was he? The second, third round tier pick? Two, Cousins? Tier three yeah. quarterback. Which is what yeah. Cousins is. I think Cousins is a tier two right. quarterback. That's what I mean. Cousins, I think, is a yep. tier two or tier three quarterback. Yep. But yeah, Mark, unless he's throwing a Pro Bowl receivers, which, by the way, in my opinion, two of those guys on Alabama will become Pro Bowl receivers, in my opinion. Okay? And so unless he's throwing. Unless he, Mark, you're making me dizzy over there. What yeah, my guy kicked the camera. So stop oh. kicking things, Joe. Joe's gonna kick us both off the off the air right now if we keep breaking oh. the equipment. Listen, man. between the birds in your head and me kicking the camera, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. We, I'm surprised we were able to get anything out right now. But you know what? Uh, yeah, Mark. Unless he's throwing a Pro, pro Bowl receiver, he's got a Pro Bowl running back. I, I don't see it. So yeah, okay, fine. So we both agreed on that. They shouldn't do that, Mark. I'll tell you the guy that I'm becoming more and more, I'm higher and higher on as time goes. And maybe I'm falling into the trap, but Wilson, the BYU quarterback, you know, I know he's a little smaller. I know, I understand that, okay? But he looks to me to be able to make, to make every throw. He can move around a little bit. He seems smart. And you know what I like about this guy? Kind of reminds me of a Baker Mayfield a little bit in attitude where He's got that leadership quality. He's got that, hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll throw three picks and I'll just keep throwing the ball. I don't care. You know? But is he going to be around? Will he be a, a guy? Because if you got to move to get somebody, well, I, I think, won't, I, I think, I won't Well, Chris, I think, you're, I think you're going to have to move because I don't think any – I think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks in the top ten. So uh, if you don't get yourself into the top ten, I, I think all that's going to be left is a guy like Mac Jones. If you're planning on drafting a quarterback – I think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks. If you don't get yourself into the top 10, you're going to have to try to find a quarterback somewhere else. It's, it's not going to be in the draft. Or, you know what well, I mean? Mark, unless, or unless, you take, unless you take somebody in the second or third round, like, like the kid from Florida, Trask, and, and maybe he did, you know, and, and, and work with him. But I. I you think the he'll kid be that there? In, no. In the second or third round, he'll be there in the second round, definitely. Yeah. Second round. Not yeah, third. The, I don't not third, third, second round. The kid who intrigues me, Chris, and I know we haven't seen a lot of him, is this kid, Trey Lance. Does intrigue me a little bit. Yeah, little the problem bit. with him is there's just not a lot of... There's not a lot of tape on him, I know. And I who's know. he playing against? Yeah, I know. And, and I don't think Wilson from BYU has really played against top competition in that conference. Yeah, either. but I would say the competition with him is better. And there's more to look at. I mean, you know... No, there is. There's more, definitely more to he look played, at. Where did he play at South Dakota? He yeah. he played what one game this season? This season, but he played the year before. No, you're right, Chris. There's not a lot to look at. I I'm just you know, but I'm but you said like you're saying if there's going to be a run on quarterbacks, I believe they're like talking about. And, I believe and, 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 and next week, next week we'll get into we'll, we'll have the we'll have the draft list and we'll talk a little bit about about this run that you think is going to happen on quarterbacks because here's the thing, unless I mean you're talking about probably five guys, okay, and they're picking fifteen. 
are you really are five quarter? I mean, because I know Brett Brayer and guys well, no, like that Chris, think there's going to be four know, quarterbacks Chris, taken no, Chris, in top ten. I think, I think Lawrence is going top ten. Fields is going top ten. Wilson's going top ten, and I think Lance will go top 12, 13, which means your fifth quarterback is Jones. He'll be the fifth and, one. And so and he so, could, so the only one left at fifteen would be Jones. Well, Mark, you can see the writing on all you. You can see how that's starting to play, right? Because what does Belichick do that irritates the living crap out of us? Is he listens doesn't listens to his scouting his, his scouting department, but he listens to his friends in in college. Well, who's his yep. best friend in college? Saban. So you you know Saban's going to be talking about. Hey, look, Saban wants nothing more than for Mac Jones to be drafted in the top twenty. So that way he can go to his when he recruits. Not that he needs a ton for recruiting, but you know he can go to people and say, "Hey, look, my quarterbacks, my quarterbacks go in the top twenty. You want to play here? You're going to go in the top 20. That's just because I'm best friends with Belichick, and I could tell talk that guy into anything. Clearly, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Mark. I mean, I hope, I hope, but I do think they need to draft a quarterback. I hope they don't take Jones. I think that'll be a mistake that high. Well, this is what the problem that a lot of teams run. This is the problem that most teams run into that just stay and run in place. Like well, Chris, let me wheel. tell you something. If they, but let, 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 if they get into a, if they get somebody like um, a Mariota or somebody like that who can give you maybe a couple of years, maybe you don't need to take a quarterback at fifteen. Maybe you go get yourself a receiver. Um, and or, or or if this kid Pitts from Florida, although this kid Pitts, Chris, the more and more I'm reading about him, he's going to go top ten. The tight end from Florida, they're saying he's he's the best athlete in the draft. He, 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 there's no way he, I, at first I thought, hey, you could probably grab this kid at 15. He's, he's not going to be there at 15. Well, Mark, there's only, there's only, you, know, you got 10 picks. You're, you're, we're saying that four or five quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10. There's that only leave four or five, six, you know, five to six picks left. And pitch is going to be one of those. How about some of these other guys? How about the corner? How about, you know, that offensive lineman, that defensive tackle? Well, I will make, I'll make a wager with you. I guarantee you Pitts is one of the first four, 13 guys picked in the draft. New England could use a guy like that. What you need is a story to come up, like something happened. Yeah, he was great. He was, he was, you know, yeah, he was, he was, he was, you know, smoking m and This way, this way, this way, New England can pass on him at 15, and then you'll, uh, then you'll really lose your mind. But you know what, Mark? This is what teams, this is the, this is what teams fall into. This is the bad teams that just keep the running, seem running in place. What they'll do is they'll be at 10 to 15, and they'll take a quarterback that, Maybe they're not so high on, but because everybody else is, they go and draft them there, and they just keep doing that year after year. Or every three years, they're doing the same nonsense. Chris, the other thing, kid, I've seen in three or four, two or three mock drafts that drops to New England. And if he drops to New England, I'll be okay with it because I think he's the best defensive player in the draft. Is the kid because he's he had a couple of issues off the field. They said he's dropping. Is the kid from Penn State, Mika Parsons? If yeah. that kid, if that kid's there at 15, Chris, you got to take him. He's the best defensive player in the draft, and that's a Belichick type of guy. He looks at best available. He's the best defensive player in the draft. Belichick would consider him a steal if he dropped the 15, a steal. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so Mark, that that, that brings you into because you well, would finally have a linebacker, Chris, that can do all the things that we watch all these other teams linebackers do. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be nice? So. So if we're talking about, okay, we're not going to draft the court. You want to draft the quarterback that high, or you want to take one in this draft or maybe next draft. Well, then that means you have to have a bridge guy. And so when you look at the, when you see, when you look at the landscape of, of, of the NFL right now and the quarterbacks that we think are available, you know, you break them up into two tiers because the tier one guys 
Those guys can be are a little more than just bridge guys. Those guys are guys that can that can stay with you. And so to me, when I look at when I look at these tier one kind of guys, I'm looking at I'm looking at Donald, Wentz, Garoppolo. I don't know if you is there another name you want to Chris, drop do in you there? really think Donald's a tier one? You know, I'll tell you what. Anything. Well, I, I call I put him in the tier one category for a couple of reasons. One, because he's young. Okay. okay. And I truly think Gates Gates destroyed that guy. Well, did you see I who we just signed though? Did you see who we just signed? Yeah. The coach? You know, what? The, the quarterback coach. From the Jets. From the Jets. So, you know, so why would why would Donald but I, I mean I listen, I don't think the Jets would trade him to us. I'm just saying No, that, I don't think the Jets would trade him in the division. And so and these guys I'm talking about are real really trade guys, you know, guys that you'd have to trade for. But you know, I, I'm not I'm not I'm okay with Donald. I'm okay with him coming in because I think he's look, you've been okay with him all season long because he's got the tools. He just needs the coaching. Yeah. You know, he needs the coaching. But he's a guy that can stay with you. He's a guy that can be your future. Oh, right? absolutely. Positively. He's young enough. He would be your future. Positively. So, and then there's Garoppolo. Then there's this. You know, where you keep, we, everybody, everything keeps coming back to Garoppolo. And the more I'm saying, reading, well, maybe, though, the more I'm reading, Chris, it seems like San Francisco is going to stick it out with him. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that may be one of those situations where they're, they're, they're putting the that out screen? there. Yeah. They're putting that out there to raise the value. But I'll tell you this. It can't be a number two for him. Three, three, well, maybe four. I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what, Chris. If you get him, he could be a little bit more than a bridge guy because he could give you four or five years maybe. Yeah, let's so not forget if, if, a guy can, if, if a guy can give you four or five years, then he's not a bridge guy, right? Because you don't right. need to draft anybody for a couple of years now. Right. Well, at least it gives – my point is at least it gives you, the, it gives you some space in yeah. drafts where you're not one of these teams that has to draft a quarterback, that you must draft a quarterback. Or and, Chris, or I'm going to tell you something. Unless he goes against everything he, he has shown us for 20, over 20 years, Belichick is not that type He's of a guy, Chris, that's just going to draft a quarterback to draft a quarterback 15th. No. Unless he really thinks that he's a quarterback. That, okay, you know. so fine. So when you look at those those tier one quarterbacks and Wentz, I, I'm just not high on Wentz. I'm, I'm really no, not. I know. I, I'm, 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 I'm not. Um, but the tier two guys, the guys that you can get, you can just go get. Okay. Well, Car, Car, I think Car, you'd have to, you'd have to trade. You're gonna I, have not, to, you're gonna have to use some draft capital to get Car. Yeah. But then there's Mariota, there's Bridgewater, there's Brissett, there's Alex Smith. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Newton in a second, but. These guys. What about Winston? You could just have agent, them, right? Jameis Winston's a free agent. Yeah, is another claim, guy they, that they you claim can the get. wall. They claim the Wallens wants to keep him, but but the Wallens is 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 in such purgatory down there with the cap. Yeah, I think if you get offered him ten million for one year, which Mark, is which is really he threw like thirty some odd. He threw like thirty seven yeah. uh, touchdowns the year. I mean, the last. Wallens the Wallens would never be able to match that. So you know, so yeah, okay. So those are the tier two quarters. Those are the guys you can get. Those to me are bridge guys. Yes. Those are the guys you can get bring in for a few for a couple of years while you develop somebody, or even not even a couple of years, or even in the same year if you get a guy that, that you're high up on that you draft somewhere. And Chris, those guys, draft. those guys in that second tier, I believe, could probably get with if you surround them with the right players, could probably get you into a playoff game. Who do you like? I tell you, who do you like the best out of those? The guys, Mariota, Carr. I'm gonna throw Carr in there. Brissett, Smith. Oh. 
I think and, Colorado, and, and Winston. I think, well, I think, I think. Because you're probably so, going to be surprised at who I think. So I'm going to tell you what I would do, honestly, because I think he's got a, he, he he's got the best. Um, can make any throw in the NFL. Has never had a coach. I would take Jameis Winston. You're going to think I'm crazy. No, I don't think you're crazy. Because if you, throw, you surrounded that kid, if you surrounded that kid with weapons, with Belichick and, and, and McDaniels teaching that kid to play within a system, and Arians did that kid no favors, keep throwing the ball downfield. I mean, you know. Well, Mark, you keep, calling, you, you keep calling Darth Vader the cartoon character. So so look look at who he had for coaching the year before last. Who well, did that's he what have? I'm he Brady, And Brady. Brady which. Listen, but Brady even bought into it for the first few weeks. He was throwing picks, and then finally he told the cartoon character, I'll coach this team. You sit there, take out a pen and pencil, and go have a beer and, yeah. and sit down and have a pizza. Yeah, and, and Leftwich, take did. some notes. And Leftwich, you know? and that's what they did. And that's what and they it, did. It is what they did, and they turned it around. So, yeah, you're right. Why around, wouldn't right? Winston be able to do that in the framework of what New England and, – and, and he can give you some years, too. Because the I'm only guy... thinking, Chris, Winston's not going to cost you anything. Yeah, he's going to cost you money, but not a ton of money. Because you're gonna have to waste draft capital for for Carr and Mariota. I don't know, Chris. He he. That's who I was gonna pick. I, I know. I I just don't know about him. There's something about him I just don't know. I don't know. Look at at, at one point, he was a group. He was a real good quarterback at at, at one point. Yeah, he, was. he was. There he was. You know, I mean, he, he was picked real high. He's he, never, uh, Chris. You know, what, you know what I don't like about him, Chris. He's never really shown like like. Like, Winston threw 35, 40 touchdowns. Yeah, he threw 30 interceptions with that clown down there. But Mariota has never really pushed the limit of anything. I don't know. But 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 then again, I don't know. What do I know? But he wasn't asked to do that either in no, that system wasn't. that he had in Tennessee. He, he just wasn't asked to do that. You yeah. know, they ran the ball a lot. Um, yeah. It was a lot of dink and dunk. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of system. Yeah. You know, I mean, similar to what, 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 we, what New England does. Yeah. You know, hitting he the back. Yeah, he would fit our system. Stuff. So, and he yeah. can move around a little bit too. So, I mean, you know, and what do you think? We want to hear from you. Chat in, you know, let us know what you think. Who should the Patriots take? Who should they be? Who should they have for a quarterback? Um, and, 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 you know, Mark, real quick, real quick, because we're going to go to break. JJ Watt, any chance? Any shot? Any chance? No. Should they? No. Should they be making a play for this guy? I would make a play for him because I think he he immediately makes your defense what what instantly better. But I think he wants to go somewhere either. He's, if he doesn't, if it's not to play with the brothers, which I think he wants to, he's going to a place where he can win a ring. He's one of those guys, Chris. If we still had Brady, and you were that close, and Brady picked up the phone and said, "Hey, come on, come win one with us," then you get him. The current state of the franchise. I don't think J.J. Watt would come here. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but it would be nice to have that kind of leadership on defense. Oh, positively it would. Of, that kind of feared player on defense. And you defense, know what upsets me, Chris? That's what we lost with Brady. Not just, obviously, the, what he did this year in, in Tampa, but but you lost that, hey, we'll go play with Tom. We'll win a, I'll win, I'll, he'll, win us a ring. he'll win me a ring before I go. Tom picks the phone up and says, JJ, listen, you want a ring? Come on. Come yeah, here for one year. I'll get boy, you a ring. And boy, Brady was enjoying the libations, wasn't he? Oh, I he mean, was a little he was he throwing it. The daughter, the daughter of the of the silversmith that made that trophy was all pissed off at Brady for throwing that thing from boat to boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So 
And, well, and, what did he say he was having? He was having avocado tequila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the Red Sox. Talk about some baseball. Uh, some sad news um, in the NFL, and we'll go to break on this. Um, you know, Vincent Jackson, uh, yeah. yes, a, a couple of days ago, uh, passed away, um, you know, and, and the cause of the death is under investigation right now. He was, um, he retired in 2018. He was a player. He was a player. He was a real good wide receiver. Um, you know, I didn't, never heard anything really bad about him or having issues. Um, but Vincent Jackson dead at the age of uh, 38. More Corso and Catone right after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with Corso and Catone. Richard Quallen also passed away, Chris. Uh, Schottenheimer, Marty Schottenheimer, good coach. He did as well. That's right. He was a good, he was a good coach. <clears throat> Mark, we're going to talk about, a little bit about um, baseball now, a little bit about the Red Sox. Um, you know, they, they've been in the news uh, recently. Um, we're talking about their payroll, talking about Hein Bloom and some of the things that are happening. And, you know, in the Red Sox have, what, a $200 million yeah. Payroll? They're just they're just under the payroll tax, though, Chris. Okay. Well, I get it, but they they're they're on the higher end. No, of, they are, but, but but their goal okay. in the last couple of years has been under that payroll tax, which they're they're, they're under. So let me ask you this: Could fans should fans should fans expect this team with a two hundred million dollar payroll to be at least five hundred? And why? I mean, you're the baseball guy. I mean, you know, you look at this team. I mean, what, should should they be able? They're to not going to be. They're not going to be. They're not going to be with a two hundred million dollar payroll on the surface. You would say yes, but they're not going to be a, a five hundred team, Chris. Not, not not with that lineup they got. They, they, I mean, if Sale pitches well, if he comes back, Sale and he's healthy, and 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 he can get some pitching, maybe. But but they don't have the hitting, Chris. They, their lineup. You look at their lineup. I mean, other than Bogarts. I don't know what the heck they got. I mean, they gave up Ben Attendee. You know, there's oh, obviously look there's at, look, there's, you know, they, they, yeah. Look at that. I mean, look at look at so so. Okay, but see, I'm see, I'm in the camp of if you're a two if you have a two hundred million dollar payroll, you you should be five hundred. I, I don't care. You you ought to. No, be I know, Chris, but a lot of that is. But a lot and of that, that means is, you got to start looking at the GM. No, but Chris, a lot of that is bad contracts that Dombrowski gave out. When he was the GM, so this Heim Bloom is taking the philosophy of some of these smaller market teams. Like he he came from from, from the, the the Rays, right? Which was technically, I mean, I know they went to the World Series last year, but he was trained, Chris, in this small market mentality, right? So what he's trying to do right now is he's trying to rebuild their farm system, right? I am not saying I agree with it, but he's trying to rebuild the farm system. So the way to do that is he's unloading some of these guys. And getting just bodies in return to try to, because their farm system was totally depleted by Dombrowski, right? So Bloom is trying to get prospects, guys to be named later, and and he's trying to to to, to retool the minor league system, all by, while trying to be competitive 
And I think he's probably got a three to five year plan where they'll eventually get themselves back. It's certainly not going to be this year. And it's certainly not going to be next year. I don't believe, but I think, but I'm not saying I agree with the plan, Chris, but all the moves that he's making based on everything I know about baseball, that seems to be what he's doing. Mark, I hate that. And I don't know. And I don't know if that's the mark. I don't know if this is the market for that. I hate that mentality for baseball. Yeah. I, I for, for Boston. <laughs> I hate that mentality for you know? Boston because your payroll's too high to have that kind of mentality. And the problem is, is the owner has that same kind of, you know, that same well, the kind owner, of the owner has always had the attitude: spend whatever we got to spend. They never cared about the payroll tax for a couple of years there. Yeah, but is he really paying attention? I mean, is he really paying attention? Has he ever really paid attention? Yeah, I don't know. I you think, know, I think part just, of it, Chris, is with the Red Sox too, is they're no longer fueled by. Like so, the Yankees haven't. We haven't won anything in 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 a while. A World Series. Right. So I think if the Yankees were winning World Series, you'd see the Red Sox really jump in. But the last six years, we they've won more World Series than we have. So I think they they, they figured, hey, you know what? We can take a few years, rebuild the farm system, get ourselves in a situation to be contenders again, and and try to do it in a different way this time. I don't know. Like I said, I don't agree with it being uh, you know. Being a, a market like Boston, eventually there's going to be a mutiny with the fans here, Chris. They they ain't going to put up with this for very long. No, I mean, you know, again, I don't, I don't, yeah, and they won't, and and you know, they're not paying attention right now, and for reasons that we'll talk about in a second about why baseball just sucks as a league, but the MLB, but no, nah, see, I, I I I don't like this three to five year plan. You're not the Rays. You're not. The athletics. You're not. You're not these teams. You're not the Royals. You're not these teams. You know. You're not these teams that should be on a three to five year plan. All these prospects. All this other nonsense. Oh come on. You're two. You got a two hundred. You're just under the luxury tax. You're 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 two hundred million dollar payroll. Look, you go and trade Ben and Daddy right for Cordero. You go say there's a three team trade with Kansas City and the Mets right. And you trade him for Cordero and all the, this player to be named later, which really irritates the hell out of me because that player to be named later is never anything. It's never anything. Except when it was David Ortiz. Yeah, well, okay. But how far back are you to go for that? No, no, no. I'm just saying that's the only guy I ever remember, Chris, who was yeah. a player to be named later that was any good. Right. So, to, and, and so you, didn't, you, didn't, you, you could have gotten more for bets. I mean, the first move he made coming in was trading bets, right? And... Most of the experts which, which, feel which, like listen, you could have got was, a lot more. Yeah, that was stupidity. They should have gotten rid of. I would have let Bogats. I mean, I know Bogats is good, right? But Betts was, Betts is one of the top five plays in baseball. You should have built your team around that that guy. Instead, you traded him. Yeah, like I said, I, I, you know, I just think I just think the small mentality. GM is just not he's gonna get run out of town is what's gonna happen. And the owner is gonna hang him out to dry at some point because Cora's not gonna take the heat. He's not gonna sit there and take well, the heat. Well, Cora's the Cora's the owner's guy. Well, that's the that's their Cora's that, that that's their boy. They 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 everything he did, they brought him back. So they definitely what they're never stupid. gonna put, I mean what a they're not gonna hand Cora out. What a you know, just typical Red Sox. What a stupid ass way they handled Cora to begin with. I mean, you know, with all that 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 went on with Houston, you know, with with the with the banging the can, the garbage cans to give the signals and all that signal stealing stuff, and Cora was at the heart of that. If you were gonna bring him back, okay, 
Why don't you just suspend the guy? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So just suspend them. Hey, listen, suspend the Red, it made the, listen, that made the, listen, bringing Cora back the way they did it, you're right, Chris, made the Red Sox look like complete idiots. Well, this is why. And this is why complete that's how idiots. they're viewed. Yeah. They, but you know what's funny is the owner and the, the owner of the Red Sox is viewed as, as just a complete buffoon, right? Yeah. But how well, many world champions? Chris, the only reason so yeah, that's, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that's helping them survive is the fact that look at all the championships they've won since so far, right? They won more than New York. Yeah. Right. They won more than New York. Listen, listen, then. listen. They they so, I mean, they have know, a like, lot. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot, Chris, to pick Epstein for the guy that just left the Cubs. He he Took some time off now to be with his family because he's been he's been at this since he was a young guy. Um, you know, Epstein was was Theo. That was, was a the mistake. Guy, they should have kept him. Yeah, Theo was the guy who built the farm system. He built what this team became, and he was the reason why they were able to go get guys like Sale too. Because the guys that they traded to get Sale were guys that he came up in his system. He built that from the ground up. It took him time to do it. He did it, and then um, the other guy, uh, what the heck was his name? The guy that went to San Diego. Um, Who's doing well over there, or Arizona? Maybe it was Arizona. The other GM, Harrington, Carrington, yeah. Ben Carrington. I think he's in Arizona yeah. with you guys, isn't he? Yeah. So, so all I believe he, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all those guys built that. Then Dombrowski came in, and he was famous for bringing in veterans and depleting your farm system, which is what he did. Oh yeah. So yeah, you want to you want a World Series with him. Okay, great. But then every organization he has, he's ever gone to, Dombrowski, Chris, he, he, he sets them back four or five years, the team, because everything's gone. You got, you got to be built from the ground up. Like I said, which is what I think this guy Bloom is trying to do. But to your point, Chris, with a $200 million payroll, does that even equate? That's why a guy like Epstein was, the per, to me, the perfect guy for this situation because he understood the landscape of, of Boston sports. He understood the Red Sox and what they mean to the community. Okay, and so you know, did all his moves work? Did it, uh, you know, sale? I mean, did they all work out the best way they could have? No, no. But who's, you know, but to have a small market mentality in a big market, that that's not going to last very long. And I don't know if, and I'm not saying that, you know, and, and and I don't know if they've taken a small market mentality, but I do know the way he's rebuilding. That's who he is. Yeah, that's the who way, he is. Yeah, the way he's rebuilding this organization. Is what teams like Tampa Bay and th those smaller market teams have done, and, and you're right, Chris, and, and and that's that seems to be the approach he's taking. Yeah, it's Boston, it's New York, you know, it's Boston. If you wanted to get a power hitter, okay, if you wanted to get a power hitter, go get Chris Bryant and put him in left field next year. Just go get that guy. I mean, you know, to say, well, what do we got to do to get him? What do you mean, what do you got to do to get him? You pay him. That's what you do. You go get him. You put him in left field, and now you got your power hitter. That's my point. That's Boston. If you're in Boston, if you're in New York, okay, if you're in L.A., if you're in St. Louis, these are the moves you make. These are the moves you can do without having that. It's like he's brainwashed at Tampa with that Tampa mentality of, mm, you can't pay all that salary. We're going to have to maneuver some things around, get some trade, get, you know, develop the system. Ah, bull. You know, you're in Boston. Chris, you don't develop any system. Chris, you know, yeah, you have to have a system, but a farm system. But you go, you want a power hitter in your Boston? Go freaking get a power hitter and pay him. No? 
Yeah, but Chris, I think after all those years of pain and pain and pain to win all those World Series since 04, maybe I think the ownership has decided, you know what, let's take a step back. Let's let's stop spending for a few years, re, 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 readjust, and then maybe try to make another move again. Ah, nonsense. You know what? The sport's too dead anyway for them to have that mentality. It's too dead for that for Boston to be to be irrelevant for for two more, three more years. Okay, as it is, yeah. nobody cares. You know what I mean? And so, which brings me to my next point, which is, how about how about David Ortiz? Uh, in the last few days, comes out and says, uh, you know, the game's in trouble. Takes two. He said, now, now, he's he. This guy is saying this now, which he was uh, part of the issue. Game takes too long, but he took a, he took exception to the fact that every time the league wants to do something and make any changes, it's always on the offensive player. It's always, you know, keep one foot in the box or don't adjust your glove. He said, but they never look at the pitches. The pitches are the ones that are slowing the game down. Um, which, which is that, I mean, Mark, is that true? I mean, which side do you put this on? You put well, this on the defense? I think, I think, offense? I think it is. I think they have, they, well, I think they've tried to make the pitcher speed it up. I mean, they put the timing on the pitcher now, but you know, and, 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 and they've yeah, also, but I mean, um, how, how, but Chris, you put the timer also, on watching that and no, but, and but see Chris, if they, they, enforce, also, they really enforce that. I don't know if they enforce it, but Chris, they also put the rule in place to try to make the game a little more exciting and speed it up a little bit where um, they try to limit the number of times you can go to the mound. And they also, um, you, you have to face so many batters once you bring a reliever in. So you can't, you can't keep going lefty, righty, lefty, righty. You have to do a, you have to face a minimum a number of batters. Right. Um, and that cost the Rays in that world series last year against. Um, oh, oh my God. Because they they couldn't go back to the bullpen to take that kid out. He had to go to the extra hitter, and 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 they hit the home run. But they should never have taken him out. No, they should have never taken him out in the first place. But I mean, that was a terrible move. I don't like him. I don't like him. That's the guy in April that I was like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Oh, cash manager, cash. Yeah. No, 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 no. The pitcher. Oh, Snell, the the pitcher. No, who he took out. Where where I got really pissed off about that that guy in the in the off season. They traded him. you know, he uh, he was all he was all, you know, COVID came out and they said, look, you know, you got to give up money. And baseball was fighting with each other, with themselves yeah, he about came out getting like back. Jerk. And he came out and said, I got to get paid. I want I got to get my money. And in the meantime, everybody else in the country is trying to survive. People are getting money, government money, you know, stimulus packages and all this other stuff's coming coming around. People can't pay their employees. And this clown, this fool is coming out and saying, I don't yeah. care. I want my money. Okay. You know, and that's one of the problems with baseball too. They're not likable. I mean, they're not likable, but Mark, how do you, yeah, I agree. When these games take, and we talked about this a little bit last week, these games take three and a half hours. <laughs> they take three and a half hours to play. You got to do something. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, what's the league going to do? They have to do something because as you said, hot stove, there is none. Chris, you know, guys still, Chris right there's still, I was just going to say, there's still guys unsigned. Jackie Bradley still isn't signed. The Red Sox on the field still then, hasn't signed with a team yet. So pitchers and catchers report the 17th, well, some 17th, 18th, 19th, all around baseball. And you got guys unsigned. They're not even signed That's tomorrow, yet. Mark. That's tomorrow. Oh, it is? Jesus, you know? I, Chris, I'm asleep over here tomorrow. <laughs> Come on, wake up, Mark. Pay attention. Mark's so, Mark's so worried about this UConn. This, this ah, nah, we lost. We lost. We lost. We lost. No, we're losing. But, Chris, so you still got guys unsigned, for crying out loud. That's how bad. No, I know. And it goes right to the top. Mark, I like your idea 
about making that like manifest, you know, put a window. Yeah. You know, put a window of free agency. So there's some frenzy. You know, they you gotta do something. And, and MLB network can advertise it. They can do something with it because they're it's just dead. It's just yeah. absolutely dead. You gotta do that. You know? Let it like you, you know, yeah. MLB network advertise it, have and a big get thing. The break. And you, you, how else are you gonna get any excitement for the sport? The excitement is gone, Chris. I mean, I love baseball. I, I'm probably one of the few left diehards out there. I mean, my son plays. I mean, I, I, you know, but it's dying. It is. It's too watered down. And and we'll go, well, Joe, yeah, we're gonna get the break. But it's too watered down, okay? There's too many games. What, 162 games? You know, yeah. nobody wants to watch it in May. Who cares? You know, they're watching hockey playoff. They're watching basketball playoff. I mean, you know, nobody's looking to watch that. And now they get into the dog days of summer. July hits, and you got training camp for, 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 for football. Yeah, once training camp hits July and August, people are interested in football again. Oh, football's right. not, and later, you know, first week of September. And I'm not talking about Boston. I know. Hey, look, you know, I, I understand Boston's a Red Sox town. It's a baseball town. I get that. Okay? No, but around New the York, country. Yes. L.A., St. That's Louis. That's, that's different. But everywhere else, you know, you think if you think Pittsburgh, you think they give a rat about the Pirates over there? No, They're it's just Steelers. waiting for the Steelers to come back. Yeah, you exactly. Know? No, you're right. So you're right. When we come back. Uh, we're going to, we want to talk a little bit about the, a little, a lot about the Bruins actually, because right now they're, they're, they're the talk, they're the talk of the town. And that's why we saved that for last so that we can talk about the Bruins, get into it, uh, without any time constraints, more Corso and Catone right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. And listen, uh, Mark, are the big bad Bruins back, Mark? Again, we talked about this the other day, Chris. Yeah, they're playing good hockey, but I just, I still will go out there. Yeah, they're they're fighting, they're physical, they're playing well, they're doing everything. I still don't know if the goaltending is enough to win it. In a playoff series, Chris, you need goalies that can stand on their head in a seven-game series when you get deep. At some point, if you look throughout history of hockey, even the last couple of years, Chris, there's always been, there's always a goaltender on a team that wins it where there's a streak of two or three games where he's going to be on his head making saves because it's just it's just the nature of the sport. And I just don't think our goal, two goalies are capable of doing that. Mark. And I could so, be totally wrong. I'm negative. I know I'm so, negative. I'm negative. You're so damn negative, man. I you know, know, you're really so. Now, you got to come out to the West Coast and have a little more, you know. I mean, you're so negative. Look, I mean, give us something to be happy. I mean, Jesus, you know. The, the 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 Celtics are going in the toilet. The the Patriots are a damn mess. Nobody cares about baseball. Can you at least give us the Bruins right now, Mark? I mean, they're, you, you know, the they're, they're they're. I'll uh, give you the Bruins in February. 
Yeah, and they're uh, what are they right now? They're ten. They I believe 10 they're ten, two, and two. Are they ten, two, and two? Yeah, they got twenty-three points. They're one out of the top, top, uh, top team in the league, the whole league. Um, they're one off that mark, one point off that mark. But they got the other team's got a game and game ahead, um, game on them. But Mark, I, I, I like. Yeah, I guess, I guess I understand what you're saying about the goaltending. But you know, Halak and 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 Rask are both playing well right now. And so, yeah. to me, to me, the biggest problem when you're talking about since you're bringing it up, when you're talking about goaltending, is the toll, you know, the toll it takes with a whole season. Now it's a shortened season. It's a little shorter. Um, a little shorter. And both goalies are playing well. So that that allows Cassidy a little more leeway with Rask. You know, you can give Rask a little more rest. He can, you know, you can sit him down and you're, you're not worried about putting Locke in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Because both of them, are, uh, both of them are, are playing well and standing on their head right now. I mean, in, in some of these games, Mark, are not, you know, they're not uh, six to six to five, you know, seven or four hockey games. I mean, no, these things no, are no, they, no, one nothing, games. two yeah. one. Yeah, no, you know? no, the Bruins don't Three, play two. six to five hockey games, Chris. That's not their style. Right. So so there has to be some good goaltending. There has to be some happening right now because if you're playing those, because I mean, most teams now are going to get at least 25 shots on a night. No, on goal. Yeah. I mean, 25, 30. So, you know, you, you, they, their, their save percentage, both, both goalies is pretty damn good right now. You know, so the question is, well, can they, can they maintain that? Can they maintain it? Well, Mark, I think that in front of them, because, you know, to me, I always look at, I look at hockey and I put it all together, you know, like I, I put goaltending with the defense, you know, as one unit, as, as playing as a unit, playing as a group. And look, their defense, their defense is playing, you know, they're playing really well right now. And they're making you forget Chara, you know, McAvoy, you know, some of these guys, they, they're, honestly, they're making you forget Chara and that, that he was that he was here that he left that he went to Washington because the defense defense is playing that well right now and guys like Richie you know this guy I mean how about this guy in front of the net I mean because he's not a you know he's not a pastor knock he's not this kind of player but this no. guy finds the net almost every game I mean, he's always there he's in front he's hanging out front he's getting redirects he's getting tips he's getting every the puck just seems to find this guy and it seems to find its way into the net so i mean they got they're getting contributions like that and i'll tell you what i was excited the other night they play the uh, rangers new york okay i'm sure you watched that game but i listen man the pounding and the hitting and the fighting and the you know it, it was fantastic no, it was, it was, i mean it was, I, it was an old-fashioned game yeah and this kid fredericks i'll tell you what this kid Reminded me of 1972. You know what I mean? This guy reminded me of O'Reilly. They just the big bad Bruins again. Not only, hold on, not only did he get in a fight and hold his own pretty damn well, okay? Not only that, he went into the box and he was still drawing with that player, man. He was going after him. Come you on, know, that's they, still, you don't see that. Those days are going way in the end of those. It's, it's, you, nah, listen, hey, you, you saw what you, Nah, bull. You saw what I saw. These guys aren't taking any crap off anyone. This kid Frederick was fighting, man. He was fighting on off the ice, and he was letting them have it. And that's just, see, Mark, to me, in hockey, that it's kind hockey. of mentality is infectious. Yeah, You know, you know it, it just it. gets guys going. And last week, we talked about 
the, the third and fourth lines, right? That those, yeah, those are the gonna lines they're going to have to. Those are the lines that do something in the playoffs, right? Yeah, those are the, well, those are the Richie, lines that grind. Fredericks, right, and Smith. If these guys keep playing the way they're playing and, and mm-hmm. with that tough, hard-nosed mentality, Mark, why shouldn't they be at the top for the whole season? Why can't they carry this thing through to the playoffs? I mean, there's no, hopefully there's no shutdown and there's nothing like that coming. I mean, you never can predict it after last year. Who the hell knows? But if there isn't, with the short amount of games that they have, I mean, why yeah. can't they take it into the playoffs? Now, well, they they, they're going to have things. to, Chris, because they're going to have to, the third and fourth line for them to win a Stanley Cup will have to keep, you got to grind in the playoffs. Those are the lines that do the dirty work in the playoffs. Those are the teams that win it. Those lines help you win championships. Well, and the thing about it is, too, is what, what I mean, for, for your money, you know, do they need to make a move? You know, does this team make, need to make a move to put them over the top, or, or is it in-house right now? I mean, do they have what they need, Mark? See, hockey's a different type of a sport, Chris. I, I don't know if it's so easy to make trades in the, like in the NHL because, I like, the salary cap structure is different. The, the, the whole setup is different. So, like, to trade something, to get something in the NHL, a lot of times you're giving up either real young players or you're giving up draft. You notice when they trade, even like around the trade deadline in the NHL, it's always to get a veteran, not a not a guy in his prime. You're bringing in a veteran, like a, like like a a veteran defensive guy because your team's not uh, tough enough or hard nosed enough, and you're usually giving up a draft pick or a real like a real young prospect to bring in that type of a player. Like I, I don't, when you say a trade, I don't think it, I don't think they're going to bring in somebody that's like in the prime of their career. That's going to make a big change. You know? No, I mean, that's but how, hockey, that's how it's just but different. I mean, I'm I mean, talking about other sports that happen, you know? So yeah, I'm talking about a scoring wing, somebody that, you know, not, even, not, even I mean, not getting top two line guys, but, no. but see, but see, here's the thing. I mean, the one guy on this team that I can't say, I mean, if we're going to talk any negative at all, they're trying to get the brush going right now because yeah, right yeah. now he's flat right now he can't put the puck in the net so you know he's in a drop so do, do they you, move do you need him in the playoffs i mean i think well from from what cassidy's doing right now it looks like it because they had they had a uh they have a little break right now and i don't think they play again till thursday i think joe check that but i don't think they play again till thursday and because i think they had some covid shutdowns uh some of the some of the games were canceled so they had a skate, I think, yesterday, uh, or yeah, yesterday. Um, and what Cassidy did was he was he he moved the brusque up to the top line, into a little bit of a shakeup, and put Pasternak down to that second line, to try to get the brusque going, to try to get him playing with Marshawn and um, and and Bergeron, um, to see if he can get him going. I mean, Mark, does that? I mean, is that going to work? Because if you can get that guy going, if you again, get him going, you're okay. I don't yeah, think I mean, that's if how you I, get that's him going, Chris, if you get him going, I don't think you need to make any moves. I think you probably have what you need in house if you can get him going. Well, because people are saying, well, okay, is 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 Krejci just not providing for him what you know Bergeron can give him on 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 the top line, and then maybe that could be. It'll Krejci, a I think, I mean, Krejci, Krejci's in the back end of his career. Let's face it, he is. He, well, some of these, I mean, you would think that all of them, most of the, you know, you would think that top line is minus Pasternak, but gee, they just keep going and going they and going. Keep but going, yeah. Krejci's good. Krejci's good for the. I mean, this guy's around for the for the uh, power play. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because if you look at you know five on five with the Bruins, 
they're not as they're not as strong as they are when they're short when they're when they when they have a power play or when they get into four on four and because you notice they've had a lot of um, overtime wins, you know they've had a lot of overtime yeah. wins and when they get four on four and get some more space, and you get Bergeron out there with Marshawn and you get uh, Pasternak and you make the defense you know, but Krejci's great on the power play. You know, and that's that's where his to me that's where his value comes in. But the problem Mark, with the playoffs is, are you going to get as many? You know, the, the percentage of power plays in the playoffs goes no, down. No, everything get, everything gets called tighter, right? Everything's tighter. Right. They they allow a lot more to happen, right? They're not calling it as tight to the vest, right? So you're right, Chris. Typically, the, those a lot of those regular season penalties you see. They let the guys play in the playoffs, right? Right. A lot of that yep. ticky tack stuff where they're blowing a whistle, you're not going to see that in the playoffs in the NHL. Yeah. So and so by the way, right. we, we talked about and, and Joe got this for us. Yeah, they play Thursday at seven o'clock. They play the um the home against uh New Jersey, the Devils. But yeah, Mark, you're right. You're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get as many calls. It's just not gonna happen. And so and so if they're a special teams kind of a uh program. You know, maybe maybe that hurts a little bit. That five on five has got to improve. You know, it has to improve. And like you say, it can't like you were talking about last last week, it can't just be the top line. It no, can't. No, you know, no. You've got to have production from that second line, third line, and then that banging line. But again, I'm I'm happy with that Fredericks line, with that line, you know, as far as their physicality and their back big bad Bruins mock, they're back, they're back. They're back. They're back. Damn, they're I not, love they're hockey. Back. Right now, they're what. back. Right now, they're back. I love hockey, man. I, I really love it. If you ask me, what am I to, you know, obviously football, I think everybody can see that. But I love hockey. And there's no better sport to watch, which is real sad now, but there's no better sport to watch live than hockey. I mean, you go to That I will say, the hockey is a great sport to watch live. Great sport. So if you had to rate them, okay, if you had to rate the four major, eh, throw soccer in there too. The five. Sports, I throw okay, soccer in there. Well, you gotta you gotta throw in major league soccer. It's 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 you know they, how many? Hey, listen, when you go around here, everybody's on the soccer field. Mark, you said it last week. They're either playing lacrosse, they're playing soccer, and baseball is dying, right? So if you had to rank the four, the five sports, okay, you know. We, as far as watching the live, watching it live, because no, listen, nobody does TV better than the NFL. Nobody. No, no. That's no. it. Hands nope. down. Nope. I mean, nobody does. They make the they make the watching experience so much better than going. It's absurd. So, Mark, how do you rate the five? You Being mean, able to go to a game, going sit down to a and watch game it. live. Okay, well, live. Yeah. What, what, what would you go to a game and watch it on the screen? Well, I thought you meant viewership on TV, viewing it on a TV. No, 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 no. I mean, go, I mean, go and sit down. Sit, I mean, sitting your ass in the stand and watching the product out there. Well, I'm going to be think? honest with you, Chris. I think it depends, too, where you are. So, for instance. Don't pick baseball. <laughs> if I can walk Don't through Monument Park in New York, why not? <laughs> right? I know. I, I know. How many, right. But, so, but so, the point so is, I'll if you're walking through walk. Monument Park in New York, that means you're bored with the game. No, it's before the game. It's the whole experience, Chris. But listen, come on. You've been out in Arizona too long with all those, all those, oh, what are you, please? Not even got sports out there to cry out loud. I mean, I've been to Monument Park more times than you can count. I, okay. All right, so listen, well, no, so what do you, my five top sports, I, I realize they do a great job watching. Now live, sitting there live watching. Yes, yeah, sitting there live. Yeah. 
there's still to me nothing, nothing like when the Patriots come out of the tunnel. And there's just, and the place goes crazy. I just, I, I just, I, I, there's no better feeling in sports when they come out of that tunnel. And number 12 used to say, let's go. Mark, remember, remember, uh, Mark and I, Mark and I were at, we, you know, we've been to many, many games over the years. Um, and we usually go to the home opener after the, and I say usually, how spoiled are we? I mean, you know, doesn't that piss you off about Patriots fans lately, though? How much yeah, crap they're giving Belichick? Yeah. Like, how much crap are you giving Belichick? They've won for 20 years. Oh, it's all Brady. It was all Brady. Okay. You won, you won for 20. You've been in the Super Bowl every other year for 20 years. Yeah. And they're giving them a lot of crap. Okay. But we went, we usually go to the home openings after they win a Super Bowl. And you remember the year, was it 04 going into 05? I think it was because my son, yeah, it was, it was the 05, I think starting the 05 season, right? Where where they had they played was it Pittsburgh I think they played they in played the Pittsburgh home. they played Pittsburgh yep there was nothing better than remember that when that see the, the Patriots come out for those of you who don't know they they come under this helmet so it's like a balloon they blow it up and then the Patriots get announced and they come from like underneath it you know so Mark and I are sitting there okay pre game and we're you know we're up in the stand we're looking at everything and we're, we're watching and I said to Mark I go Geez, you know. Something looks different about that helmet. Something just looks different. You know, it just doesn't look, I mean, it, it didn't look like a balloon, did it? Right? No, it didn't. No. All of a sudden, they raised the ban. I don't know if they, yeah, they raised the banner. They had raised the banner already. So, they, so everybody's nuts in that, in, that, in that joint. Remember? All of a sudden, that, the helmet opens up like this. Okay? And I, who's Mark? Who's on the stage? Because... To, 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 to get this right, the Patriots always come out to Ozzy Osbourne Crazy Train. That's, that's the song they come out to all the time. Right, Mark? Yep. Who's on the stage, Mark? Ozzy. And didn't I say to you Ozzy was there. about 20 minutes earlier, I said, Chris, imagine if I, they, they put Ozzy on paper. Right. Yeah, I said, nah, they're going to do that. That guy can't even stand up on his own. You talk about weekend at Bernie's. You know, you got to put that guy on the car and wheel him in there on the hand truck, you know. But there he was sitting there. And I'll tell you what, that joint, I didn't think, I didn't think it could get any louder after they dropped that banner. It did. It, it just, the decibel level just rose at that point to, the, to a degree where, I remember Ozzy standing on the stage going like this? Oh, he was nuts. He, he was nuts. Nuts. He was nuts. nuts. So, so with that so yeah, said, Mark, I'm going I, I to yeah. say football, right? I got to say football, Chris. But I will tell, I will agree with you. I think the second best sport to watch live is hockey. I think there's no doubt. You go to a Bruins game, the place is rocking, and 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 it, oh, they're yeah. hitting and banging, and it's it's. You go to a sold out Bruins game, and there's nothing like it, right? Hockey's just different, especially when it was the Garden, the Boston. Oh, when Garden. it was the Garden, right? Yeah, it was nothing like it, right? And then I am gonna. You know, I'm, <laughs> I am gonna say my third favorite sport, me personally. I do like the I, I do like baseball, watching a baseball game live more than a basketball game. Um it, but it, it, and then and then no soccer mark? You don't put well I did then I then I'll say basketball and then I'll, I'll be honest with you. Don't you. Put soccer. soccer is my probably my fifth sport to watch. Live. Yeah. Five out of five. Out of five, it is. You know, right. and don't get me wrong. My son was little when he was like six, seven years old. He played soccer a couple of years, and then that was yeah. that just wasn't for him. But but you know, and I, we used to go to the games, and there was there was something about you know soccer that you know it would draw you in to watch it. But not um, 
live? No, but but definitely. I'd um, rather I'd rather watch NASCAR than uh, than soccer. I'd rather yeah, watch. Well, the you know what? Well, that's the other thing. I'm that's not even counting NASCAR, Chris. If you go live you to one of those things, that's crazy. I've been. Too. I've been out right? here in Phoenix. Right? Isn't that I've crazy? Been, well, it's 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 like a whole weekend event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like three or four races with the truck race and the and the and the. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm sorry, Chris. Who am I? Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? It's football. It's hockey, and there's nothing like a live horse race at Saratoga. Uh, well, that's uh, you nothing know, like a live horse. That's a whole, we go in August. Oh yeah, Mark. Hey, look what's on over there. That's what I got on right now. I got the trotters on right now. Okay, <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how bottom we've hit. But here, listen for me. Honestly, well, Chris's father used to run those. He ran horses at Saratoga. Yeah, he, he owned racehorses in you know Saratoga in August. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun as a kid. But Mark, I I, I honestly put hockey first for for sitting down and watching it. You know, with yeah. with football, a lot of timeouts. I, I just you know why I I feel like the, the no, you're right. I feel like the TV okay. watching experience is so good for football now. Yeah, they do. They've made it incredible. That that's why I put hockey. But there was nothing better than going to see. Neely and Bork and Morgan and, and oh, Holmes those guys. Those no, guys. no, you're right. Those guys back in, that uh, was an experience. And even now, you know, even now, I mean, every time the Bruins come to, to Arizona, we I go, you know, because it's it, 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 you know. But anyway, yeah, I would put it, I would put it, hockey, football. For me, it depends. It's baseball, or basketball. The problem with basketball is it's like going to a nightclub. Yeah, you go to a basketball game. It's like it's like you know, it, 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 it's like a pickup central over there. You know, I don't know how many, people aren't even interested in the game. Now, in Boston, it's probably a little different. They don't Phoenix. But, you know, the people are a little more rabid. They're more into the game than over here. But that's probably why I would put baseball ahead of, of basketball. Yeah, me too. And then I, I, would would. Put, I would put NASCAR, and then I would put uh, soccer. So, and one of my Mark, favorite things to watch, topic, Chris, of, we? Yeah, we did get off topic. One of my favorite things to watch, Chris, you know that. And I, I, when I was younger, I used to go every year to, live to go watch it and before I had kids and stuff. Was I love March Madness. I yeah, love the NCAA that, that, basketball you know, tournament. I love March Madness. It is exciting. You I've know, been to a few uh, of those bracket tournaments. Never been to a final, but yeah, though, 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 that, is, that is exciting. That tournament play is exciting. I wish they would do it more with football, uh, with the NCAA football. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Mark, Bruins. Look, just keep rolling. Keep it up. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Listen, the Bruins are going to be in the, the Bruins are going to be in the fight, Chris. They're going to be in the fight. And what I say about Tampa, here they come. Here they are. They're they're nipping at the heels of Boston right now, even though they started a little further down. So when we come back, we're going to preview the next show. Mark, it's already been, it's already been full time already. Wow. Where where did the time go? But when we come back, we're going to preview the next show. Talk about all New England sports, the real deal, New England feel. More Carson and Catone after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back 
check in with Corso and Catone and uh, Mark. As we said, time flies when you're having a lot of fun, and Mark and I are always having fun doing this. Um, next week, Mark, we're going to get more into – I want to see how Boston does this week. You know, I want to see how the Bruins do against Jersey and how they go through the weekend. And really, really what I'm interested to see is Celtics. what are the Celtics going to do? I mean, how are they bouncing back? So, Mark, final thoughts. It's going to be an interesting winter, Chris. I think the rest of the winter and early spring, I think with the Bruins and the Celtics, really with the Celtics, Chris, like you said, did we make a mistake with Tatum and Brown thinking that they were going to be the next, you know, the next big two, big three, you know, whatever it is. Let's see. I think I think it's it's going to be very telling. It's going to be an interesting two or three months for the Boston Celtics to see where they go and, and, and where they go next and what their future holds. I agree. That's a big story right now. It is. And, uh, well, you know, New England sports, the New, New England landscape, it's, it's got to be the negative, you know, with, with the Red Sox go off the bridge, right? But Well, no, I, I do. Agree. I am a little upset, Chris, because next week would have been the NFL Combine, which is one of our favorite events. And, you know, which that's another nonstop thing with us. At the end, I'm texting him at 3 o'clock in the morning that they're showing a replay of the linebackers. That you oh, watch. yeah, I DVR that and watch right. it over and over right. and over again. That's how, so, that's so how that, sick we are. Yeah, so that's that's an event that we're going to miss this week. I you know I, I am going to miss the, the combine. Yeah, but, I, you know, listen, I agree with you um, with the Celtics. It, it is a lot. Stay tuned because, listen, if if Tatum if Tatum does – look, I think he'll get his – I'll get his game back. I think he'll get his legs under him again and – and, and Brown, maybe smart coming back will infuse some of that energy into that team. But I do think they need to make a move, and I'm okay with them making a move for Drummond. I'm good with that. Something. Tristan Thompson do, is just not getting some, it do done. Do something. Right? Neither do is something. Williams. Do something. Because if this doesn't work out, Angel's got more egg on his face than you can possibly imagine because they had it all. They had, they had uh, picks. They had money. They had it all. And well, Chris, you if, if that, you blow, you can't blow that trade exemption. If he blows that trade exemption and you eat them, you eat it, he's going to look like a complete, they'll, they'll run him out of here. Yeah, it can't happen. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at more Bruins, as we said. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, starting tomorrow. So we want to take a good look at what's going to happen in there uh, and see if there's any interest. See if anybody actually cares about baseball. And you know what? Next week, we're going to start a, a new little segment. I talked about NASCAR. We're going to have the NASCAR Minute next week. Listen. I don't know. I, I know New England people don't really care so much about it, but it is interesting. So I want to throw you know a NASCAR. You know what it is, Chris? It's not that, that. You know what it is? It's because it, there is none up here, right? There's no racetrack right. up here that has NASCAR. It's tough, well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's New Hampshire. There's New Hampshire, which people aren't, you know, you know I guess. Which is up, a big race. It is a big race, but Rhode Island, Massachusetts, I think it's more of a, like a New Hampshire, Vermont type of a. Well, listen, if, if for those of you out there that haven't seen it, tune in this weekend. The Daytona just ended. It ended in a huge crash. That was yeah. how the race ended. Fire yeah. everywhere. And these guys are well protected in there. But if you have never seen it, take a look at it this weekend. Watch it. And you chat in. Call in next week. And you tell me if you weren't, you know, if you weren't intrigued by it or entertained by it. Because the, 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 the Fox and NBC, they do a fantastic job of making driving around a track for 300 laps, very, very interesting. Yeah, they do. Mark, some Chris, people... Do that, something with yourself this week. Take care of those birds, would you? Yeah, I'll take care of the birds. I'm telling you, they keep throwing They keep throwing uh, seed over the fence. We're going to have to have a conversation about that. Mark, some people to thank tonight, uh, as always. We want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Uh, make sure you log on to their site. Very, very intelligent people. Nothing Mark and I will ever be in a position to use, but 
Special Sauce Podcast, log on. JAG Media Productions, uh, Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading, leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. And Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading private home security firm. We also want to thank always our longtime producer and director, Joe Guarneri, for putting up with all our antics and all our nonsense and mock throwing his equipment around. Tune in next Listen, week. One next week had a bad week. <laughs> That's because Providence lost. Tune in next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll air again uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll have all everything to talk about. Everything's on the table, including the NASCAR Minute. We are the real deal. New England feel. Look forward to talking to you next week.